Bobby Labonte. We're set to check in with him, NASCAR on Fox analyst and Cup Series champion. Set to join us in just a couple of moments to look at the first half of the season and where NASCAR will be going in the second half. I don't think it's as unpredictable as last year where you had in the high teens in terms of the number of winners, regular season and postseason combined. 19, right? 19 when you include the postseason and the championship or the playoffs where you had that run at the very beginning of the playoffs of first-time winners getting to victory lane. I don't think we're going to get to quite that number this year, but I think we will also say this much. It's not 2021 where Kyle Larson, you could start to see him heat up, and he did, and he ran away from the field. Maybe in part because Larson is more checkers or wreckers as the saying is gone, and there are other drivers that have started to showcase their ability to win on multiple tracks. One of those drivers who has not done that is Chase Elliott, and we got some feedback, and we always welcome yours, Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts, but Robbie chimed in on Chase being out at St. Louis. I still plead my case. You have to remember old Edward Lane. Those seats were sold weeks in advance, whereas the ratings, which were down for St. Louis, was a reflection of what happened with Chase Elliott. I don't dispute that. I think there's clearly an impact of Chase Elliott and NASCAR and his success being one of them, and and do I believe that he will win the championship this year? I think it's possible. He has not displayed his best racing so far, but he's in a great organization in Hendrick. Um, But the other part to this also is I thought that race at St. Louis was one of the more clunky ones, just when you, and clunky is a word I think maybe is too harsh, but whenever weather factors into the schedule, I think when you're judging NASCAR and the ratings, it is so much harder to say this race was well run or was well viewed or not when you throw weather in. And, And there is the flip side to that. We had a couple of Monday races, and they actually were very well viewed according to what people might have expected from a Monday versus the reality of a Monday race. Dover, and then a couple of weeks later, the Coke 600 on Memorial Day, and that one started mid-afternoon Memorial Day, not the traditional evening slot, which generates more ratings, and that spoke to the strength, I would say, of NASCAR. So yes, when you start to have weather delays the day of the race, it can be really hard to judge viewership, but Beyond that, I think it actually can say that when NASCAR fans know when the race is going to be, and NASCAR has done a better job, I think, now than before of making the call and saying, look, we're going to just stop the race, we're not going to start it, or we're going to stop it and we're going to clearly move it to tomorrow, it gives fans an easy idea of what to expect and how to plan accordingly, and then they come back. And I think that's a testament to where NASCAR is. Somebody who's been in NASCAR on both sides of this as a driver, cup champion, and now as an analyst for NASCAR on Fox. And yes, you'll still see Race Hub weekdays and race day, pre-race show every race day from the Charlotte studio as the NASCAR second half gets underway after Father's Day. Bobby Labonte, gracious enough to join us here in the fast lane. Bobby, we hope you're well. Um, Was that a reasonable synopsis for NASCAR's weather-impacted fan viewership and interest that once fans know what to expect from the weather and how NASCAR is handling it, they're pretty loyal and willing to come back to the product even if it's the next day. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were at the uh, Coke 600, and thanks for having me on. But, yeah, at the Coke 600, uh, we were um, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, and I, Kyle Petty, were Grand Marshals. And so we got there Sunday, and we're like, oh, you know, it's going to rain. And then, you know, when they said, hey – uh, they canceled it, come back tomorrow. We came back there, we're standing out there, and all of us were talking, it's like, you know what, there's a lot of people here. Um, you know, I mean, as far as actually in the grandstands at, at State, 
and I know viewership kind of you know said the same thing. So, you know, I, I do. I mean, that, <clears throat> what makes for a long day is when it's like you you try and try and try and try, and it, nothing comes up, and it rains more, and you know, it, everybody's just wore out by the end of the day, and it's like, well, we have finally call it. So sometimes it's good if they can call it early enough people to plan. Um, you know, but then it's always that one time that they call it and it clears up. Right? So, you know, you know, sometimes you never know. But uh, for the most part, I know that um, making this decision was a lot easier, is a lot easier when they do it early. Bobby Labonte, NASCAR Hall of Famer, January 2020. And then, of course, Cup champion as well back in 2000, Xfinity Series champion in 1991. And now an analyst for Fox is with us here in the fast lane how much do you believe you mentioned, you know, obviously the weather can sometimes turn for the better, but you've already called the race. NASCAR, is it is it just me or does it seem like NASCAR has been more decisive in making the call rather than the wait around and see approach that seemed to have been understandably more prevalent years ago when there wasn't the competition for eyeballs and entertainment? Yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm sure that there's a lot of factors that go into it that I probably don't no clue what that meetings are you know um you know obviously there's there's tv that's that dictates if they can you know can we play it tomorrow at twelve thirty? can we do have to move it to fs2 do have to move to fs1 if it's already on fox you know so um you know and and i think that over the years i mean you know when there's a you know if there might have been one hundred fifty thousand people in the grandstands at a place and Okay, we're going to come back tomorrow. Well, if half of them come back, that's great. But when you start off with seventy five thousand, and half of them come back, then it's less. So there's a lot of factors that go off into it. But you know, I think that NASCAR in a whole, you know, I, you know, they're they're probably just like, you know what? It, it, let's just go ahead and make the call. And that probably is that's a lot more, you know, on a lot of things. It seems like they're just making it more like, hey, let's just go ahead and do it instead of dragging stuff out. So anyway, saying that, I, I do think that. They seem like they have changed their ways over the past, you know, five to ten years. NASCAR on Fox analyst Bobby Labonte stepping into the fast lane here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Bobby, the racing itself this year, reasonable to say it was not as eclectic in terms of the volume of drivers, 19 by the end of last year, getting to victory lane, but the summer doesn't look to be as predictable as it was in 2021 when Kyle Larson rode that hot streak to double-digit wins and the NASCAR championship. Yeah, I mean, um, I think if I heard you right, yeah, last year, I mean, obviously this the next-gen car and all, and all the wins by so many different drivers, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I think that's it, it led for excitement as far as, like, you know, who's going to make the chase, um, you, know, you know, whenever, or the playoffs, whenever you think about, you know, there, there's so many win- winners. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, hey, when Jimmy Johnson was winning, you know, let's, let's try to beat Jimmy Johnson, you know, and when Kyle Larson's winning, let's try to beat him, you know, if, if everybody's going to win, it's like, well, you know, I mean, I know that some people probably like it, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not, not saying it's huge or it's not that big a deal, but, you know, this year we've had less winners and, you know, we've had some more multiple winners and not one person, but, you know, it seemed like the mix is pretty pretty decent and, you know, the bigger teams are figuring it out a little bit more and having more success in consecutive weeks in a row and, you know, not losing track of it as much But as far as their speed goes. But, um yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I don't mind a Kyle Larson winning ten races because you know, you, you, you know, as a competitor, you know who you got to beat, right? Um, and you know, so, but this next gen car is def- definitely, you know, teams have gotten, you know, you can get off track just a little bit, and it didn't take much, and you know, they're fighting for fifteenth and not for first. 
Do you see us getting to the scenario this summer where a driver heats up? And if so, who is that driver? Um, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, I think that, um, you know, you know, you think of the, the manufacturers and Chevrolet and Ford and and Toyota. I mean, you know, it's like who who comes up with a better package for a, a period of time? And it seemed like, you know, the Chevrolets have lost a couple tenths in the past couple weeks and Fords have struggled, but, you know, Atlanta, they were good. Um, you know, and then, you know, Chevrolet, uh, Toyotas are kind of hitting, hitting a stride right now, it seemed like, you know. So, you know, it's hard to say because it just it ebbs and flows so much. You know, I just don't – I don't know that you'll see somebody, you know, win multiple, multiple races here, you know. I mean, by the end of the year, I mean, I, I, you know, you're going to have your ones and twos, but I don't think it's going to be fives and sixes, you know, like six wins, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, this car just, man, it just seems so critical and, you know, I don't know that anybody's going to find all that, you know, at one point in time throughout the year, the best thing to do is try to find it at the end of the year. <laughs> you can run like crap right now. If you're, if you're in the playoffs, run like crap. And then, but by the end, you better have it figured out. And that's when to have that those four or five races that are really good, I think. Yeah, I mean, so you brought up an interesting point. NASCAR on Fox analyst Bobby Labonte, of course, they've got NASCAR Race Hub weekdays and Race Day, the pre-race show that does continue through the summer and into the fall portion of the schedule as Bobby is with us in the fast lane. Um, But drivers that have the ingredients to get hot at the right time, is there a driver that fits that particular description where – the equipment is there, the manufacturer support is there, which I guess you could say for all three of them now, but also the team infrastructure and the know-how are there, but just needs to put it together. Yeah, I mean, you know, it. I mean, it's hard to, again, it's more difficult now than it was with the old car uh, from what I'm watching it. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm watching it every weekend. If I'm not at the track, I'm watching on TV. So it's like you know, and so who who has that? And so then you got to you got to narrow it down to like, oh, well, who runs great at Phoenix? If you can make it in the top four, if you're good at Phoenix, you know you you're you know you got a shot, right? Well, I look at Kevin Harvick. Okay, but you got to make it, right? <laughs> you got to get there. Um, and and you know, but saying all that, you know, I, I think there's a couple guys, and I mean, I think of Kyle Busch, right? You know they don't have Hendrick stuff, and I'm not saying there's anything. They just don't have the the uh, they don't have the quantity of Hendrick, right? I mean Hendrick has four cars; they have two. You know they just got more data, you know, um, data driven and 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 everything like that. But I think Kyle Busch is a driver. He can make up for something, and he can get to, he can get to the last four races, and you know, and Phoenix is a good track for him, right? And so he can get on that hot streak, right? Um, you know, but there's other guys that you see that get on a hot streak, but they don't last very long. And so, who can get on it at the right time? Um, you know, who's give out? Who's tired? The teams, you know, run its, you know, run its through the season with all the stuff, and they don't have enough at the end. I, you know, all kinds of scenarios. You know, but you know, Kyle Busch might be that guy that kind of gets to the end, and he never, never gives up, and he's never seems like he's wore out. He's always, you know, he's like a young Energizer Bunny. You know, so. But but you say that, and you know, you think Kyle Larson could, but you know, Kyle Larson ran good, but then he doesn't run good sometimes. So you know, I don't know. Hard to say. I mean, who's hot? Who's hot now might not be hot later. Couple of popular drivers, one of whom has been hot for the most part, and one of whom has not been hot for the most part. The one who is not is Chase Elliott. Obviously, he's had the injury, he had the suspension. There's time missed. 
What do you see as eluding that number nine team outside of just more races with Chase Elliott piloting that car and therefore that could be preventing them from, at this point, maybe qualifying for the playoffs since a win may be what they need? Well, I mean, I think, you know, obviously got hurt on a snowboard, which, you know, you got to live your life. I've got no problem with that. Um, he gets um, taken out of a race for suspension for he and Denny Hamlin getting together. So if you think about going into, if he's going to point his way in and he misses it by one, two, 20 points, right? That, that's, that kind of goes to him. Now I, I look at what, what hasn't happened is he hasn't run all the races. If he did, I mean, at dark, I, I remember the first of the year, I mean, whatever race it was before he got hurt, it's like, he's on, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, kind of making making good good moves, getting good finishes here. You know, he'll get a win, right? So then he's set back. So then he's starting to pick up on it again, then he's set back again. So this weekend, a top five. Now, you think about Chase Elliott, Hendrick Motorsports, Alan Gustafson, the whole crowd. Okay, Chase Elliott should win one of these next ten races, right? Because I've seen him with his back up against the wall, and he pulls through. Whether it's a roval. You know, wherever it might be, he wins a couple races, gets in the playoffs, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I think that just missing all the races is hurting them. You know, I think, I don't think they have, you know, I think it's just a matter of, you got to get kind of in a rhythm, you know. I mean, unless it's Daytona, Talladega, you can kind of, might can win those from 15th place, but everywhere else you can't. So, you know, I think they just got to, I mean, the pressure's on, and, you know, fortunately for him, he does really good under pressure. So I don't see him missing it, but I would, you know, I'm going to be devastated if he doesn't because I'm like, dude, what a bad year, right? <laughs> and, and one of them was self-inflicted, and I'm not saying snowboard one, but, I mean, one of them really was by missing, you know, um, St. Louis. So, But I think he could do it. I mean, I I, I feel like they can just because, of you know, he, he's going to have 10 races in a row if he doesn't have a problem. The other one is Bobby is Bobby Labonte from NASCAR on Fox is with us in the fast lane. Is a driver who, outside of Sonoma, had really been running well in a lot of top five finishes, Bubba Wallace. Is he that mm-hmm. close to getting the victory lane this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. I mean, obviously, um, he won Kansas last year, right? I think it was. And yes. and so, you know, I, I think that, you know, they definitely, you know, wrote, Sears Point wasn't his, Sonoma was not his place. But, you know, I think of, you know, the other races that he runs, I know he was fast at St. Louis before something happened, you know. And, and, and I mean, he's got, they got speed. Uh, Tyler Reddick, you know, obviously got speed. So, you know, I, I think he's one that, and I think in the next 10 races, there's a few races that are just, you know, uh, they're, they're opportunity races, Chicago. Um, you know, I, I, I even think Nashville, they've only been there twice in a cup car. Atlanta is a big variable because of the drafting. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, I mean, I definitely wouldn't put him put him out uh, as far as not being able to win one because they do have speed and it's just a matter of him probably finding the right track for him and getting the right feel for it like he has at Kansas and some other tracks but you know Kansas was definitely all the Toyotas were fast there. Bobby, uh, one one more question for you. How does uh, yeah. you obviously uh, still still race whether it's the modified tour and also you do SRX. So how does the SRX cars compare to driving? You know a cup car are there any similarities to them are they kind of two completely different beasts they you know they're they're two two different beasts i mean you know um you know it's like a late model you know or a, a trans am car maybe in a way um obviously we don't we don't 
do road courses at this point in time, all ovals and two on dirt. But, you know, I, I think it's more like that, more like a late model, like a um, super late model. The body's different on it, uh, but kind of has the same feel to it, more of a stock car, uh, NASCAR, well, not NASCAR. Uh, yeah, well, uh, cars, tour, stock car, late model stock type of thing. So, um, you know, but not. I don't, I've never driven a uh, next gen on, in real life. I've driven it in the simulator. But, you know, I, I think there's a quite a bit of difference, but um, more like a late model, more than anything else, and not like a modified. I, I just got through racing, riding, driving modified. It's not like that. So, so definitely a, a different, you know, scenario between all three of those. But, yeah, not like a cup car, I don't think. Bobby Labonte, Hall of Famer, 2020 class, and NASCAR Cup champion of 2000, plus NASCAR on Fox Analyst, where he is still in that role today. Joining us in the fast lane, thank you much for the time, Bobby. We really appreciate the perspective, and we'd love to catch up again. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day. Bobby Labonte with us here in the fast lane from the ever-prevalent transition of NASCAR to golf. Paul Stone, pro handicapper. We'll also ask him about not just the U.S. Open, but we've got some questions on the college football season as well and a little college hoops. All that's still to come. This is the fast lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.